It's his time. I'm sorry, Stan. It is not your time. No. The time is now. Feed me. Pay attention to me. I won with the night. He has been so pushy all week. Um, because like most of the week, I have had the desktop set up like in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And like I had the keyboard and mouse set up like in the bed with like a book to use as like a mouse pad. And mm-hmm. his favorite maneuver is, especially when I'm healing in Final Fantasy, his favorite maneuver is to just waltz right up and sit on the mouse pad. Which has been it's been a time, uh, especially when we're like mid-raid. Mm. <laughs> So, you know, he, he just has to be, it has to be him getting attention at all times. Mm-hmm. It has been a few weeks, though, y'all. How have you been? Been alright. I mean, especially now that it's not super hot anymore. That's good. I've mostly been on a three-day bad, de- bad decision bender, but I've gone over it before. You'll have to wait for a different day to, for me to go over it again. Alright. It'll be a fun little story, I can tell. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Suddenly I don't feel as bad about being 30 minutes late to recording. That's half a joke. I, I do still feel pretty bad about being 30 minutes late. <laughs> oh, and if ever either of y'all want to watch the Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie, I can set up I can set up a stream at, at some point, because I'm... I've streamed it already to, like, three separate groups of people. Oh? <laughs> Doing it again tonight. I fucking love this movie. That's exciting. And I'm like, no, listen, you don't understand. If you have the slightest, like, interest in Dragon Ball, you need to watch this movie. I'm very excited, because, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. I'm excited because uh, Nova is finally... Uh, doing the Crystal Tower raids, mm-hmm. um, and their very first uh, words upon seeing uh, Mr. Catboy himself were, "This guy looks like shit." Um, <laughs> but uh, they might end up switching from Black Mage to Red Mage, maybe. So that could be fun. It's a lot better for their sanity. Yeah, I, I've i been, like, playing a little bit of Black Mage myself, just, like, on and off to, like, try and help figure out the rotation they should be doing, uh, like, in conjunction with, like, some videos and, like... Well, I mean, the, the, real, the real answer is just don't fucking... Just use fire and then use ice and that's it until you hit at least level 65. It doesn't... <laughs> matter before then but all but in addition to it not mattering the pro like black mage more than any other class in the game from starting at level 50 and going all the way to 90 completely changes their rotation at every 10 levels oh no like it's it's you're basically playing a completely different class oh your ice two button that's like your one of your two aoe spells that button disappears from your bars because you don't use it anymore (laughs) it doesn't even turn into a stronger version 
it, it, it's a different move replaces it entirely. A different move that has different like AOE properties, and that's why that button d- like disappears from your bars. Like, oh wow! <laughs> like when I say it completely fucking change, like it completely changes. <laughs> God, I see. Like the thing is, uh, I believe you because the video I was watching. Uh, I want to get the fucking person's name uh, because like. Genuinely, for, like, Final Fantasy fourteen stuff, like, I found this person's content very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so this person puts out, like, pretty lengthy guides on, like, classes and just, like, different roles. Um, they go by Wesk Alber. Um, but they have an hour, hour-long uh, video that is just, like, it takes you through all of the black mage skills uh, from level one to ninety, and like kind of gives you some ideas of how you should be using them as you unlock them. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know the best performance, but like one of the things this person says in the video is straight up like, one of the problems with black mage is that your rotation is always constantly fucking changing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like ah, um. Like, even at, like, level 50, I was just, like, looking at it, and I'm like, hmm, well, this sure is weird and complex. And then I, like, mm-hmm. went to the next, like, two, Chunk. three levels. It's like, oh, it's completely different now, because I'm not using Fire 1 anymore. I'm using Fire 4, and, like, hmm, this doesn't keep up this stack, so I have to throw in Fire 1 in there sometimes, but mostly Fire yeah, it's 4. Like, it's like the optimal rotation. Three Fire 4s, a Fire 1, three more Fire 4s. Exactly. Oh, and... <laughs> just like, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry, you want me to press Flare uh, twice, and then you want me to go ahead and, like, Mana Font, and then press Flare another, like, three or four times somehow with, like, an ether. Like, sure, yeah, I'll do that. God. The, fl- the Flare stuff is also something that you could just completely ignore, at least until you hit 90, <laughs> because it's also mostly not applicable and also a pain in the ass. Because um, it's like, yes, if you- as long as you have mana, you can keep casting Flare. Flare's mana cost is all of your mana as long as you have like a thousand mana or more or something mm. and That's so, but brutal. it's like there's various tri- like you get a thing where like in your ice phase you'll get three stacks of a specific um a specific buff and then that buff reduces the cost of your fire spells mm. or, or if you cast flare each stack negates 30 percent of flare's mana cost so you get like a free when you go into fire mode you get a free flare, basically. And then you can cast a second flare, and then you can pop your mana cooldown that gives you mana, and then you cast a third flare, and then you can cast an ether and use, like, a fourth flare. But it's like, all of this shit is only... Is for most people, it's... I end, I'm at the end of my fire phase, I'm about to go into my, like, recharge my mana phase. Flare. Okay. I go into ice phase. Do I get the three stacks? Okay, I get a free flare at the start of my phase. If I don't get the stacks, I only do flare at the end. That's it. That's all you need to know about flare. God. Hmm. It, Interesting. It's it's so much, because, like, to to give y'all an idea, it it's, like, a lot of classes, especially like DPS classes in Final Fantasy fourteen, rely on like procs. So you you know, for people who don't play MMOs, uh, it's like okay, I'm doing this one move, uh, and I have like a fifty percent chance of it like giving me this one buff that like allows me to do my other move. With Black Mage, it's like okay, well, I get this proc 50% chance literally every time I cast Fire 1 to make Fire 3 cost nothing. And also, like, cast time is instant. Uh, So, constantly, 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 you're looking at that and going, okay, well, do I get the proc? Did I uh, get Fire 3? Oh, I did. Alright, let me pop Fire 3. Uh, 
you're also looking at Thunder, uh, which is like a damage over time spell. Uh, and it takes seven times like to do damage over the course of like however many seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. And every single time that ticks, it's like, I want to say like an 8% chance of a triggering Thundercloud, which basically means your next Thundercast is uh, it deals all of its damage at once, like in its first tick, and then goes to keep doing damage, like the rest of those ticks, and still has that chance of proccing that move again. So it's like, okay, I'm paying attention to all of this. I'm also not trying not to move at all, because if you're Black Mage, you don't want to move at all, because that's time you're not casting. <laughs> uh,. Alright, well, let's do that. Oh, the boss is doing a mechanic. Let's uh, keep all of this giant rotation in my brain. So the second I move, or the second I like click on a, a buddy and click my little dash to buddy action, uh, I can keep casting. Wait, where was I again? What do you mean I have more mana than I did? I have to alter my rotation again? Let's do that. It's so much to keep track of all the time. Um, and honestly, this... Black Mage is a lot gets a lot simpler once you like internalize. It's like okay, it's three of this spell, three of this spell, and then I swap mode, and then you just have to keep in mind like okay, I had to move, so that's one times less that I can cast. Mm-hmm. And like looking at it that way, as opposed to trying to figure out what your actual like optimal DPS thing is, it, like it it just results in so much. Uh, decision paralysis it's annoying yeah yeah like cool cool job like i think it's a very cool job uh i think it's very funny that it's uh yoshi p's like main and i don't think it's ever gonna get nerfed because of that um however sucks to learn new fights on though for sure for sure sure um yeah no i Two two more things about Final Fantasy, and then I will be done talking about it on the podcast. This is why I said I'd be insufferable, because I've been fucking obsessed. Um, so, <laughs> we, like, almost two weeks ago now, um, because it's been a while since we recorded, um, I, I texted Sam, uh, and I said, next time you're on... I have to inflict you with something. (laughs) Sam goes, what? And I go, on FF, I mean. He goes, I'll let you know when this roulette's done then. I go, alright then. I'm heading to your server. He says, I'm free. Um, and I go, where should I meet you? Blah, blah, blah. We, We find a place to meet up. Um, so I head over to his location, and at this point, the Bard class has a performance mode where you can play music on various instruments and other players will hear it. Regardless, I head to Sam's server and I I begin playing Bleach dot Bleach Sad dot MIDI. <laughs> it is just a medley of sad bleach music. Uh Sam immediately texts me, God damn it, and then begins running away from me into another zone. Uh, I chase him, uh, he sits down, and as soon as I start playing again, Sam logs out (laughs) of the game. (laughs) And I I just have to say, Sam, you can't run forever from Bleach Sad. You can't do it. I mean, I've already done all the crafting that I wanted to get done this tier. I I could stay out of the game for a long time. (laughs) You could, but will you, is the question. (laughs) Most probably. I have so many other games I want to play. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I I got all my crafters to 90. Fucking finally. Um, Yeah, no, it's been a time. The game has been a time. Oof. Last, though, this is a Bleach podcast, and we're 46 minutes after our normal recording start time, partially on me. Well, mostly on me, because I was 30 minutes late. I I scream, I cry, but this is it a washout, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Florence. And I'm your co-host, Sam. I'm Quinn. 
And let's, you know, we've been gone a few weeks. Let's make this one, let's make this one a big one. Let's do it. So this is episode 174, Break the Mirror's Boundary, Ichigo's Captivity. Kamui is asked why he let Ruichiro return to the world of the living. Uh, he explains he didn't want to attract the Gote 13's attention, and then entrusts his assassin, Hanza nu Nukui, with a sword. Hanza takes it, and then is told to take care of Ruichiro and the others, including anyone who gets in his way. The big, like, convex hilt of the blade glows, because this is like... It's basically the same sword we saw that first assassin that Ichigo fought have. It has, like, a mirror on the front of it. Um, the big convex mirror hilt of the blade glows, and then, like, tendrils grow from it, and attach to Hanza's arm, and it's fucking gross. It also opens an eye. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, this Onimusha-ass sword just yeah. burrows into his arm, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> It's so much. Uh, Kamoi smiles and says he'll proceed with his plans in Soul Society. Um, meanwhile, we cut to a lone guy, presumably with the Kasumiyoji clan, who yawns out of boredom and wonders where Rodi went. Uh, his name is Kanogi, uh, and somebody outside the room tells him Kumoi wants to see him in the meeting room. Uh, we don't stick around long, though, because we head immediately back to the living world, uh, where Enryu blocks the Mod Soul's passage to Urahara shop with a stern look as all the stuffed toys bicker. And I have to wonder, Quinn, did you know about these guys at all? <laughs> yeah, I had watched, like, the first episode or two of the Bount arc at one point, mm. um, and then I I've heard about them... Like, I, I had listened to most of this podcast's coverage of the Bount Arc itself, so I remember that they exist. Okay. I also, probably my most vivid memory is the ED, which features them dancing around. Hmm. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. My pace is a good ending. Oh yeah, my pace is great. Great song. Great song. I was like, oh, they're finally gonna be in the arc. <laughs> Hooray! And then it's like, no. Actually, it, it, it was literally Enryu saying, "No, no, no, no! You're we already have too many characters. You're not allowed in this arc. Sorry." They're sacrificing themselves off screen, keeping Khan from being in the arc. <laughs> Braver than any U.S. Marine, honestly. Uh, Rudy Shio plays with a kendama while Uruu and Genta watch, and she's having a really good time. Uh, she does hint Jinta with the Kendama ball after he calls her skills beginner's luck, uh, and she explains to him, no, she's actually good at this. Uh, Jinta threatens to fight her, and then Enryu just, like, kind of slides between the kids and Rudy, uh, and picks Jinta up by the shoulders. Um, classic Jinta being annoying as shit. <laughs> He's removed from the premises. Yeah, he really is. He he is dealt with in a manner that is necessary, I feel like. Um, Tessai expresses surprise that the group returned to the world of the living safely, noting the use of Kasumiyoji's private Senkaimon. Uh, and Ichigo says that they waited until dark to be safe, but Riki is like, hmm, it's almost like we were freely let go. Uh, and I find it funny here because, like, the Crunchyroll captions uh, don't do much to, like, differentiate these two sentences, because immediately after, Udi is like, it's more like we were let go. We were almost let go. It was, we were freely let go, guys. And it's like, thanks, Uryu. Rukia did just say that, but thank you for your input. The English dub, I remember being actually, like, a bit more clear. Like, mm. what Rukia says is a bit vague, and then, yeah, Udio is like, no... They absolutely did that on purpose. Yeah, that that's the vibe I got from the sub of what they were trying to say. They just said it in such a similar way that it was hard to tell. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, idiot. I think there might be free pizza over there. Actually, there is free pizza over there. God. <laughs> that's just how it goes. 
that's how it goes here. Uh, Erdahara says it's probably easier for Kamoi's people to take care of business in the human world. And then Rukia asks about goods running low, because that's apparently a thing that's going on. Uh, Erdahara says he doesn't really know what's up, but it's almost as if there's less reishi going around. Specifically, one type of reishi is depleting drastically. Um, Ichigo says when he was in Soul Society that there were no signs of this happening, and Urahara's like, no, you don't get it. It's happening under the radar. <laughs> and then he implies that somebody's doing this intentionally. Yeah, because he's like, this doesn't... This has never happened before. If it's happening at all, it's happening on purpose. Yeah, he even goes so far as to say the phenomenon started as soon as Rodicio entered the human world. Uh, which... This isn't uninteresting, but it does kind of feel like they're grasping at any oddity to pull out from their ass, because I'm like, what are the implications of somebody, like, depleting the amount of a specific kind of reishi? What does that even mean? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that reishi types were differentiated. Me either. Yeah, like, that is a super- uh, like, I was like, okay, are you going to, like, explain- how this reishi type is different from other reishi type? No? Okay, fine. Absolutely not. Oh. The the fact that there is something being, like, short-stocked or depleted, though, it does point to someone is most likely hoarding it for some reason. Like, say, maybe feeding it to a bunch of demon swords. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first guess. You know, I'm just not sure. May maybe that is what's going on. Maybe. But... Who could say? <laughs> um, Ichigo asks if it could be a coincidence, and Yoruichi, who is also here, is like, no, it's definitely not. Because apparently, the Kasumiochi clan has, quote, special circumstances, aside from their position in Soul Society. She's like, not only are they the fifth best, right? Like, there's the four best that we all know, and then there's, it's this one. But also, they've got some special sauce on the side. <laughs> and then she's like, I have no fucking idea what their special sauce is. But nothing like this has happened before, so I'm certain the two are connected. <laughs> I'm like, cripes, says Ichigo. <laughs> yes, exactly! <laughs> um, it's so weird, because Ichigo asks if Kenryu knows anything, uh, and Kenry is like, I only know how to protect Ruichio. I know nothing else. And then Ichigo goes, cripes. Again. <laughs> it's frankly bizarre that they're like, alright, well, here are these reasons that weird shit's happening. We're not gonna explain any of these reasons to you. We're just gonna, like, vaguely gesture in the direction of there being weird circumstances. We're gonna tell you there are weird circumstances. But we're not going to tell you what those circumstances are at all. But what if those weird circumstances are actually completely unrelated, but they're related to Kira's subplot? You know, I think that would be frank, like frankly hilarious. I hope so. Like we'll get to the last episode and they'll bring it up and it'll be like, "Hey, remember all, all about like the uh, the Reishi like outage or short stocking or whatever?" They're like, "Yeah." Yeah, it was just Mayuri, like, skimming shit off the side to for his experiments, don't worry about it. God. My, my favorite bit here is that Urahara's like, damn, we should investigate more. This goes deeper than I thought. <laughs> it's like, buddy, you're the one who partially explained this. Why weren't you already investigating more? <laughs> uh, Hanza arrives with the squad of assassins, instructing them to lure the group away from Ryorichio as planned. Uh, he wants to know how good Ichigo is, and the ground quakes with spiritual pressure while the gang, TM, is walking. Uh, Ichigo tells the girls of the group to take Rurichio home, to which I say boo, uh, and they agree as all the men decide to go handle this. Uh, Rukia pops a chappy and tells her to watch Ichigo's body. Um, yeah, not a fan of how immediately uh, Ichigo's like, alright, girl squad, you're taking Rodichio home. Mm -hmm. Especially because I immediately thought that Kenryu and Enryu were gonna stick with the boy squad. Uh, but 
I will say they do go with Rukia and Orihime while taking, like, Ruichiya home. So it's not, like, as bad as it could be. It's just like, guys, please. Please. Curse to be Bleach. Curse to be Bleach, truly. Uh, in Soul Society, Kamoi informs everyone that the young yawning boy from earlier, Shu Kanogi, will become the new head of the Kasumiyoji clan. He asks if there are any problems with that, and the members are like, uh, well, I, uh, I don't know if I can agree to this, because, uh, you see, without Ruichiya's presence in Soul Society, um, you know, uh, the Kasumiyoji clan has always had female sovereigns, such as Law, uh, so I don't, I don't know about this young, yawning man, um... Apparently, Kanogi was supposed to marry Ruichio, and Kamoi claims that in her absence, it is in the clan's best interest to ask Kanogi to be their lord. Uh, the clan considers this, but a few stand up in opposition, and Kamoi grimaces. Um, so, I... Hmm. I don't have, like, super complex feelings on this part, but it is... I don't understand the politics of the clan enough to understand why them having a lord even necessarily matters. Yeah. It's just so that they can do, like, basically Kamoi's installing someone who won't be paying attention so that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's true. It's just like, it feels like, if they didn't have a lord in the first place, he could just still do that and be fine. <laughs> because anytime anybody at all is like, hmm, maybe something's up with this Kamoi guy, he puts them in the dark room and has his assassins kill them. I think he's worried about that catching up with them eventually. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> he's trying to do that as little as possible. He enjoys doing it for sure, but he's also like, I can't do too much killings because Soul Society would catch me. Oh, but if he's doing it like this, then it's like, uh, it's, oh, this is just white-collar crime. Soul Society doesn't give a shit about white-collar crime. No, right. That's that's true. That's true. They're like, this is just nobles backstabbing each other, like, in the normal way. <laughs> um, and if he doesn't install a new ruler, then other people might be like, hey, this is a thing you tried before, and Ruricio, our current ruler, said absolutely, definitely not. God. Um... In the living world, uh, Uryu calls, like, the appearance of all these guys, like, splitting up a trap, and Ichigo is like, damn, you're so right, bestie, let's split up. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my mind. I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> Just go gang up on people. Yeah, like, okay. Like, put yourself between you know, the group and your the ward that you are protecting, and then go one by one. Yeah, like, god, okay. Um, they- <laughs> They do decide to split up, is the thing, and immediately Ichigo encounters Hanza, noting his spiritual pressure as being the same as what he sensed in Soul Society. And Hanza's like, oh, so you noticed when I tickled you with my soul pressure, after all. And Ichigo's like, yeah, I did notice. And he unsheathes his blade. Uh, Hanza introduces himself and then tells Ichigo to show him how good he really is. Uh, Uryu encounters some dudes, Chad encounters some dudes, and the rest of the gang runs with Rurichio, who questions why her life is being targeted. And Kenryu is like, it's too complex to explain, but we will protect you no matter what. And Don't Rui's, worry about it, just some guys. It's just some guys. And Rui's like, okay, that's not an answer, so you're gonna tell me everything? And Kenry's like, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you anything yet. Not at all. Um, and then they are attacked. Uh, Ichigo and Hanza fight, while Ichigo notices the sword is the very same as the one the first assassin he fought had. Um, he's like, but I thought the Zanpakuto and Wielder are one in body and mind. Why do you have this Zanpakuto? And Hanza's like, don't fucking worry about it, bud. He's like, bro, that's fucking weird. That's weird. You're breaking <laughs> the rules. The two fight more, and Ichigo eggs him on, saying that the last guy was way stronger. 
Uh, and then Hansa smiles through his shitty little ninja mask. Um, which, by the way, I'm, I, I just want to put it out there. I really hate when there are characters with, like, ninja masks, and it, like, very prominently shows their mouth through the ninja mask. I feel like it looks bad every time. Hmm. Uh, um, like, at least in, like, anime. I have not seen it look good. I have this same problem with Answer and Guilty Gear Exard. It's just, it does not look good to me. Mm. Um, but how will he mouth menacing messages at someone if they can't see his lips? I guess that's fair. Uh, so, a purplish energy overtakes Hanza and the blade as more tendrils sprout from it and just, like, completely encases arm. Uh, and he yells, trap them, Saiga, uh, as light emits from it. Uh, Ichigo's like, damn, I remember the last time I saw this ability. There sure are, like, not that many attacks this guy can do, so I can just go for my own. But then more light erupts from the blade, uh, and Ichigo tries to air block. Uh, and Hans is like, you don't understand. This is my unblockable attack. You can't just block this one by looking away from the light. Uh, and it engulfs Ichigo, and then we cut to Soul Society again. <laughs> You fool, uh, you jumped into my dragon punch. It, truly, truly that. <laughs> truly. Um, the clan members in Soul Society are working out what Kamoi's deal is. And they're like, damn, I think this guy might be evil. We should oppose him. And then the lights cut out and all those members are killed. <laughs> uh, Uryu keeps fighting, deciding to move to a more open location. Chad also keeps fighting and he punches a guy's sword. Uh, at this point, though, Rukia's fighting too, as is Orihime, who is currently, like, defending the group, and I cheer to see them doing things. Um, she tells Kenryu and Enryu to move on with Rurichio as she and Rukia stand off against the assassins. Uh, we cut back to Ichigo, who is now within an ethereal space, and completely unable to move. Uh, Hanza chuckles, telling him his consciousness is here, yet not. As long as you are locked up in the world of mirrors, you will not be able to move an inch. Uh, he says this time is totally different from the last time Ichigo fought against this weapon, explaining that it consumes its wielder's spiritual pressure, becoming more powerful depending on its wielder. Only someone who can endure this can manifest its true power, like Hanza. Um, he tells Ichigo he'll kill him in one breath, and Ichigo's like, not if I do my anime charge. Uh, and he starts fucking charging up. Uh, the hazy ceiling of Saiga cracks, and Hanza is like, holy shit, I was not prepared for this amount of spiritual pressure. Fuck, dude. It's He's like, like this- why is this guy strong as a captain? What's happening? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's really good. Um, I-, I really like this scene genuinely. It's really silly, but I do really like this scene. Um... Hans is amazed at the spiritual pressure as he lunges for the, at this moment, still immobile Ichigo. Uh, and then Ichigo finally wills himself to move, but the ceiling shatters as Yoruichi enters the fight. Uh, she explains that ordinary techniques won't work on Hansa, but tells him to gauge the spiritual pressure of his comrades and the rest of the, as the rest of the gang just like beats all of those guys up. We literally get like a montage of like the rest of the gang being like, damn. That was easy. <laughs> it's like, wow, these ninjas are weak. More like Nanja. <laughs> boo. For once, I get to boo your joke, Sam. Congrats. It's not my joke. It's the Wachowski sisters' jokes. Okay. All right. God. Uh, Hans is obviously surprised by this, uh, but Yoruichi asks if they really thought they could win with the scale, like, with this scale of an attack. And Hans is like, well, uh, gotta go. And he runs. Uh, Ichigo gives chase, uh, but Hanza manages to get away as the rest of the crew self-destructs. Why Hanza is the only one who has the rights to live, I do not know. Uh, but he seems to know Yoruichi, and he states he didn't expect someone like her to be here. He's also aghast at the power of Ichigo, as he looks at his now-cracked mirror blade, claiming this might not be so easy after all. Um, 
And then the episode ends with mini clan seats being empty in, like, the Kazumiyoji clan building. And Kimoi's like, now then, now that half of you are in attendance, how do you feel about the installation of the 18th Lord of the Kazumiyoji clan? Uh, and the rest of the clan members bow as Kanogi, who is now the, like, 18th Lord, seems kind of upset. Uh, it's like, <laughs> don't worry, Lord Kanoji. It's so weird that, like, all the people who didn't want you here are gone today, mysteriously, <laughs> and we might find their dead bodies in the next hour or so. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine here. Congratulations on your new position. Uh, smile ends episode. <laughs> Like, it's so bizarre, <laughs> frankly. I, at the time, I liked this episode, but, like, reading back through these notes, I'm like, what was this episode? <laughs> and it's like, we we know that uh, Kumoi is doing this, right? Like, we've, the whole reason that uh, Rurichio is in the human world is because we were told this has been, hap- this has been happening and also threats have been appearing around her but like the fact that kumoi is like bid killing people who disagree with him is a fact that everyone is aware of yeah they just don't have proof i feel like they should just disagree with him and wait in the dark room with a video camera like i I feel like that's all they have to do to catch him (laughs) yeah but who are they gonna do that with they can't go to the court guards or their family's gonna get disbanded or some bullshit they have Ichigo. Yeah. They could just have Ichigo and, R- and Rukib in there with a with a camera, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. It's not that hard. What was the post credits bit ta- this time? Uh, incredibly forgettable is what it's. Xyloporo talks about the fraction and about how his fraction are food, which. Not only did this come up in, like, two separate episodes, I'm pretty sure we literally had an entire Arankar encyclopedia about it. So I don't know why it's coming up again here. Very strange. Uh, he then offers he offers one of his fractions to get, and I'm like, and gets like, oh, no. Actually, no. It's, uh, it certainly exists as a bit. Like, um... I'm yeah, assuming I'm- <laughs> it's because at the end of this arc, we're gonna go right back into like the Xyloporo fight. Like, like I see, I assume we're getting like part two of it after this arc, and they're just like, "Please don't forget about this guy." We know we introduced a guy that had a very similar design to him and kind of similar vibes, and we could have done anything, but we did that. But also. Don't forget about this guy. He's a different character with a different personality. Mm-hmm. It's it's super bizarre. It's like, if you're gonna take the time to explain something that's not currently relevant at all, maybe you could have used this, like, this post-credits bit time to, I don't know, explain what the fuck's up with this mysterious kind of reishi that's apparently in charge of commerce? Uh-huh. Yeah, but we don't, we don't have an Urahara-led, uh... Backup, uh, backup episode device. Oh yeah, no, them creating like a a two frame title card would have been much too hard on the budget. Yeah. God. Maybe, maybe they're they were hanging out and they're like, "The fuck do we do? Like, what what joke do we do? What voice actors do we have available?" And then the guy who does Xyloporo and the guy who does Gain are like, "Oh, we're over here doing other stuff. Do you need us for something?" <laughs> God, it could be. It's truly bizarre. That being said, though, uh, it was an okay episode. Um, like, I don't think there was anything particularly terrible. I don't think there was anything particularly, like, amazing. Uh, I did- The bit where Rukia and Odihime are fighting off against some, uh, ninjas, there is some, like, real slick animation that I'm like, oh damn, Rukia's got some moves. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I like. I also like the way that like the um like mirror world looks. Like that whole section of the episode like was pretty exciting in a good way. Um, just like to watch. So like I like that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think you know it was it was a fine episode. We I watched it last week. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't rewatch it for this week. So I'm I'm coasting on memory here 
Uh, and I think one of the cooler things is that as Ichigo is fighting Hanza, like in the lead up to the mirror thing, there are just a bunch of shots of a squid, a full on squid on Hanza's <laughs> hand. He's got a squid down there. Yeah. It's got like a goofy eye and everything. It's just squidding around. He got access to Splatoon 3 early. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid and a squid. He is a kid and a squid is the thing. God. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I also have not rewatched this episode in the like two or three weeks since I first watched it and took notes and then realized, wait, we might not be recording the next day. <laughs> I, I watched both episodes and then immediately after I was like, wait, Quinn was like, it might be like deathly hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was like 99 degrees and 80% humidity. So <laughs> it was feeling like 110. That sounds awful. I I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you're with us today. Yeah, uh and then the next week a um it was still pretty much the same thing except that a tropical storm was also blowing through town. So mm. Yeah, no, here, like, last week, um, the day before we were set to record, there was, like, a wildfire, like, a couple cities over, so, like, the entirety of the air just smelled like smoke, mm -hmm. so I had to, like, fucking turn on all my, like, air conditioner stuff, and also, like, my air purifier, and hope to god that it didn't just smell like smoke all day. Um, we didn't even go get groceries because it was like, hmm, we don't want to be out in this. Oh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I can say as a Southern California resident, we have basically annual wildfires. Mm. Uh, I have lost my home in one. Um, so, yeah, it sucks. It, it stinks and it makes everything really hard to handle. For sure, for sure. Uh, that being said, though, I think we can safely cut the break. Alright, so let's get right back into it with episode 175, The Revenging Assassin. Ichigo is targeted. Shokunogi looks out the window, just being bored, basically. He's just a, he's just a little loser guy who's bored all the time, I guess. Uh, but then he hurries to his place to sit like a proper lord when Kumoi shows up and asks him how he's doing. He's like, buddy, I'm bored as shit. And Kumoi <laughs> says, perfect, don't change a thing, I'll take care of everything, and then closes the door and leaves. He's even like, god, thank god Kenogi is... A normal idiot boy. <laughs> he, I, I swear to God, this guy could literally walk up to Kenogi and be like, "All right, I'll be off doing my evil deeds," and Kenogi would just like fall asleep. <laughs> Probably, he'd be like, "No, you can't do that." Yeah, well, I'm going to, and I'm going to lock you in this room. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Dad. <laughs> he says. So he. He changes his hairstyle and his clothes so that he can meet with Hanza with, like, his evil garb on. <laughs> oh. And then he's like, man, you fucked up. You should, either you should be dead or Ichigo should be dead. Pick one. How bad do you want this job? And Hanza's like, I'll show you how bad I want this job. What if I made the sword make me even more squid-like? <laughs> and then he makes it even more squid-like. Uh, but then he also summons three just the most disposable goon designs to ask yep. them to also have swords. Like, What if I summoned the boys? What if I summoned the freak squad? These guys come out of like an Inuyasha 4 episode subplot arc. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that he's like, behold, my freaks. He really is. He's just like, <laughs> Kamoi's like, you know the sword is like, going, is like devouring your life force, right? And what the three dudes are just like, hey, 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 yes, excellent, yes, yes, this is exactly what we want. <laughs> You're just like, alright, alright. 
It's it's incredible. I I am a big fan of the fact that the uh, the Soul Society Underground just has a nice supply of freak goons. Mm-hmm. Back in the human world, barriers are put up to protect Ruricio's house and also make it invisible, which like makes Yuzu freak the fuck out. It was a pretty good bit. I'll be real. <laughs> she was like, "The neighbor's house is gone. It's just an What's empty happening? lot." They haven't logged in for 45 days. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we're told that Yorichi's gone back to Soul Society. And Ruricio, like, comes out into the living room and is like, Okay, well, Ichigo and his friends are all here and it's late at night. What the fuck are you hiding from me? <laughs> She's like, there's clearly something that's, like, high security here. Uh, Ken Ryu's explanation is garbage, but she's like, fine whatever <laughs> it's like it's it's clear to me at this point that Ruricio is just like doesn't want to argue she's like fine if you're not gonna tell me i'm just gonna feel sad about it bye oh uh, so she leaves to go to go to bed she says uh but then we cut to urihime and she's doing laundry because she let it pile up and her place is a mess and i'm like girl I've, I'm in the same position. <laughs> I girl, also have to do laundry today. Girl, I too have been captured by the fucking Espada and let the laundry pile up. Ichigo finds Ruri on top of their uh, on top of her house, and he like he has like a, a really nice like emotional talk with her. Um, just basically, she says it really fucking sucks that she wants to try stuff. She wants to like get out into the world and do a bunch of stuff, but as soon as she tries. If she gets hurt, then a bunch of her attendants are going to get punished. And we see a flashback of her trying to learn archery in the woods and, like, pissing off a boar. And she, while running away from the boar, she fell down. She, she like, she's not even bleeding. She just fell down and got a little dirty. And because of this, her archery teacher, the, the boar who had chased her, the gatekeeper who, who was on duty, and the maid who was attending her that day all got fired and or eaten. It's it's a bit fucked up. I I do appreciate that even though I don't necessarily agree that the life of the the life of a noble is a hard one. Um I do like how much focus they've put on like yeah, no, being raised in nobility can have some really adverse effects on the way you view the world and the way uh you handle things emotionally because you're treated so different from everybody else. And like, yeah. for for me, it's it's a lot less about like, oh, my life is so hard because I'm a noble. It's more like, this is a child who is being raised uh, to become like the head of this clan, and as such, she is having all these experiences that are very clearly detrimental to her as a person, and that is very interesting to me. Yeah, she's like, if I try to learn a new skill, five people get fired, like. <laughs> Right. So the lesson here is don't learn a new skill, don't put yourself out there, and then she's just like, well, I guess I'm just going to be stuck in tradition, as nobles are. Right, the thing is, right, she's noticing this, she doesn't like this, she doesn't necessarily want to accept this, which definitely is when I then am like, alright, so what conclusions do you draw then, kid? What are you, what do you think? What are you going to do here? And the answer is obviously not, what I would propose necessarily. She's going to settle into her role as a noble, um, and she's just going to have like a fucking you know, policy yeah. where people have to tell her about shit and then people don't get fired immediately. You know, she's gonna like institute a new protocol or whatever instead of Yeah. Uh, uh destroying the entire Kasumioji house. Yeah. If I were in charge, I would simply not do that. <laughs> She says. Right, exactly. Um, I don't care what sort of, like, incentives there are, and structures of power uh, uh, exist, and how how uh, technologies have been created to maintain them. I don't know. I don't care about this. I would just do it differently. Um, I do also want to point out, Ichigo's wearing a pretty sick Nice Vibes shirt. It is a really good shirt. I'm like, damn. I the want that shirt. I want the, the Nice Vibes. <laughs> The nice vibe shirt is impeccable, and if it's not in the new season of Bleach, I will cry forever and ever and ever. 
I hope we just get a scene of him like opening his drawer and it's, it's right there on the right side. Just like, oh yeah, there it is. There's the nice vibe shirt. I hope we get a scene of him opening his drawer and seeing all of the different like incredible shirts he's worn over the years. Yeah, for the yeah. real fans. That would be really good. Uh, we also get a flashback of uh, like Ken Ryu and Ryu, like as opposed to the other teachers. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, she's clearly not paying attention. Let's teach her juggling," <laughs> or I guess let's show her a secret tunnel that leads outside and let's go have a picnic in the woods. Responsible adults. Responsible, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, just then, a Senkaimon shows up, and Hanza and his merry men come out for a rematch. Ichigo tells Ruri to go back inside. Kenryu comes back to like pick her up off the roof. Hanza is now like he's in full like shogun armor. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like shit. Yeah, he turtled up. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> You'll never get me this time. And I'm like, I don't think your defense was the problem last time, buddy. <laughs> God. Every, everyone looks like shit. The freak squad looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, like, he he tells his squad, I'm gonna fight Ichigo because all of you are losers and you wouldn't be able to fight him anywhere. Um, the, nin- the ninjas are like, I can feel the human guards, like, moving. Uh, they're trying to lure us away this time. Sure, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, alright, let's take the bait. Sure. Uh, Hansa destroys the barrier around the house. Ichigo goes to confront him while Rukia stays with Rurichio and the, and the boys. Uh, and then Hansa, like, shows himself, and there's, like, a little sequence that's a little weird, but, I like, the point is just to say, oh, he's not he's not here to murder Rurichio. Like, he's not going to drop everything to kill her. He's here to challenge Ichigo, and, like, if he wins against Ichigo the other objective is assured basically but he's more interested in fighting Ichigo than kidnapping the Rurichio uh, Ichigo even says like let's go fight somewhere else and it's like yeah sure let's do it <laughs> meanwhile Orihime is just like putting up the clothes that she, <laughs> that she washed <laughs> and she's like oh Ichigo Chad and Uri are in battle mode <laughs> hmm. maybe I should do something about it <laughs> She really does just sense a disturbance in the force. Uh, we see that, like, Rukia, who was left with uh, Ruri and the boys, uh, she is confronted with a real gremlin of a guy. <laughs> he's just... He's like if Cornholio was Gollum. But also he had a scythe. I don't know enough about Cornholio to have a comment on this, but I believe you. <laughs> yeah, definitely Gollum mode. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, meanwhile, Uryu is paired up with a tall ninja in a foggy street. Uh, some they they're like making it obvious that he smells things. So I guess he's got he's probably gonna do like a uh, you get we can't see each other, but I've got my nose mm-hmm. <laughs> thing. And then Chat gets a big dude who has the uh, he's got like the the weapon that was making large rocks from before. We love a big rock weapon, truly. Oh, yeah. Hanza and Ichigo, like, appear in the night sky, and they're like, I get, we're gonna fight here. And Ichigo goes into his Bankai to end the episode. Or he see, starts going to Bankai, I suppose. See, I liked this episode, too, but what I don't like is that it very clearly uh, had the writers going, wait, shit, we haven't come up with, like, actual fights for this season yet. <laughs> what do we do? Inv- invent some freaks. Just invent some freaks. Come on. You can do it. Just make some freaks up. And Just add some guys. It's, it's fine. <laughs> so um, they add add the freak squad, and now we have uh, fights for everybody to do. Yeah, they're like, I uh, guess we gotta square them up. <laughs> I'm upset because we're eight episodes in, and we haven't had a single, like, whiff in the vague direction of the Renji and Byakuya fight that the opening is promising. <laughs> We also haven't had, like, any sort of crossover between the two separate arcs <laughs> happening, which True. is hilarious, but also, like, why is this called the new Captain Omegai arc if it seems to be, like, the lesser of the two focuses? Oh, yeah. They keep flip-flopping is the thing. We're probably gonna get a couple Omegai episodes next week. 
I, I, I mean, I'd like that. I would like to focus on that more, but also I'm just like, I feel like we're going to focus more on Ichigo and I feel like the new Captain Amagai stuff is going to be on the back burner for a while. And I'm it's like, going to be like the last three episodes that it's like, Ichigo, this is the reason you have to fight Amagai. Yeah, like, God. <laughs> like, I would almost prefer this be called like the Kasumiyoji Ku arc or some shit. Yep. Because it's like, it seems more important, but also like, I don't know, maybe these two will cross over? Who knows at this point? Well, maybe it was called that at the time. Maybe the, uh, maybe they inherited the title afterwards. I, it's possible. I, I can't say it's impossible. Anyways, at the end of the, of the episode, we do get another Iron Car Encyclopedia. Uh, Gin just tells us again, Last Noches. It's our base. I told the Espada to stay in their own bases, but some of them are walking around. <laughs> and Xyloporo shows up to be like, oh, well, with all the traps that I put in my base, I wouldn't dream of going outside. Hey, want to visit sometime? And Gin is like, no, actually, that sounds incredibly unpleasant. We we simply love it when Xyloporo invites Gin to his bondage dungeon. Because, like, that's definitely what's happening here, as much as I hate to admit it. Just two for two on Xyloporo flirting with Gin, and Gin is like, no, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Actually. You're the one person that I will just tell you that I hate you. It's so much, and, like, none of, neither of these bits is anything at all. Yeah, God. it's fucked up. <laughs> But that's it for the episodes this week. We did it. We did it. Um, sorry for the long wait on this one, folks. Like, uh, I do have some plans in the case of heat getting in the way again uh, to, like, make sure, you know, we have something going in the feed. Um, some freaking not... tales from the Crystarium or something. Yeah, exactly. You understand. Um like, I have some ideas for just stuff I, we could do, but also, like, if it ends up being hot for y'all, because it hasn't been as hot here, like, I I was thinking, you know, it might be as good a time as any, to, because I realize we have kind of, like, almost 100 episodes of a backlog. Might just be a good idea to, like, make some recap episodes that recap a season in an episode. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like... I, I want to make sure, you know, people can, you know, follow along and also, like, if they haven't watched Bleach before and are like, huh, this show sounds like a fun time, but then they see the backlog of, like, 90 episodes or whatever, they go, hmm, maybe not actually. I want to make sure they have a way to, like, you know, listen in and, you know, have a good enough idea of what's going on and who these characters are. So, like... If we end up having to take a break again, like, I will probably do that as, like, a solo episode, or if Sam wants to join in and correct me on my many mistakes, like, that's totally fine, too. Um, I know how much you love correcting me, Sam. I don't do it for me. I do it for the people. Uh-huh. Sure. I I totally believe you. The pleasure that I get from doing it is entirely on the side. Uh-huh. It's a bonus. It's a cherry on top. I, I, I totally believe you. Um, alas. And for what it's worth, <laughs> I don't- I do not apologize. <laughs> I, I'll do it again as soon as it gets too hot. Well, you know, it's fine, because I don't forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth comes out, Sam and I fucking hate each other. <laughs> God. I don't know what to uh, do, guys. I'm just—I was just supposed to guess, and it just got all fucked up. And I'm stuck here now, and I don't know what to do. And I'm scared. I'm going to start crying, and then and then, and then they're going to be even matter. And uh... <laughs> oh my god! Ugh. Well, it it is that time for the episode to come to a close. You can find our show on Twitter at BleachCast, you can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore Pause, and you can find me never ever streaming on Twitch at Lavender Pause. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on Twitter at MonkeyPyQuinn, that is M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. 
hope y'all have a great week. I hope y'all stay cool out there and also just like, you know, don't die of heat because it's been bad. It's been bad around places. Stay cool, chats. Stay cool. I'm just saying, what if this causes a panic? 